Hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday for a second then. Anyways, strap in. Three seconds. All will be revealed. Get out your iPhone, get out your camera. What about DSLRs? Retro. We'll talk about all those later. All will be revealed in 15 seconds. Here we go. Looking forward to it, everyone. All right, all right, all right. 10 seconds, I'll get prepared. Hello everyone, it's Tuesday. We're doing a live stream and it's a blast of the past from me. If I sound a bit croaky, I am not hungover, I swear. I wish I had a few beers last night. I would have eased the pain a little bit unwell. And my guests here also the same as just powered on. So cold or manfully or whatever, we're marching on to talk about an important topic. So Often on the architecture social, we talk about alternative careers in architecture. A lot of us have studied, whether you're a part one, part two, or a qualified architect, like my awesome guest here, and then thought, hmm, I've kind of fancied doing something different within the architecture industry. Maybe you found a passion for something, or actually, you're actually pretty damn good at it. And that is the case for my next guest, who I've known for a few years as an architect, who now is winning awards all the time, left, right, center for all uh, this architectural photography. So I'm joined here by the fantastic Chris Hopkinson. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm, um, yeah, similar state to you, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, well, we're powering, we're powering on, aren't we, for the, for yeah. the, for the audience. Uh, so thanks for being here, Chris. Now, maybe just before we go ahead, can you explain a little bit in your words um, about all your qualifications, or that background, and then we can talk about what you're up to currently? Yeah, uh, so just the usual uh, decade plus of training to be <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, managing to get that and uh, get a few years in the bag um, being an architect, like in practice, uh, and then yeah, making the trade up to to doing photography that I've I've been doing for almost as long as I've been doing architecture, um, just yeah, increasingly more and uh, trying to tip the balance. Yeah, very nice. I remember vaguely your portfolio years ago where you'd have some nice architectural photography at the end. But Chris, you made it further than me. You were a qualified architect, right? So you said just then that you were always interested in architectural photography. And we'll come on to a bit the fact that it's, you know, it's more pretty much your full-time career now and all that jazz. Yeah. But tell me about when did you start realizing that you actually really like a photography? Um, I think, well, for... For starting architecture, we like along with all the technical pencils and all the other stuff. Um, we needed uh, like a camera to go to go along to sites and to document the models that we were making and all those things. <clears throat> um, and then just using that for those and taking it on a few holidays and stuff before mobile phone cameras were ridiculously good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just sort of. Uh, I think one of the finding things like uh, I was cycling over the Golden Gate Bridge uh, with my girlfriend at the time and like just freehand like took a photo up and it just really it wasn't an amazing photo but just for me at the time yeah it just uh, yeah struck a chord and uh, yeah I just enjoyed enjoyed doing that and sort of got you know you sort of dabble and do like stupid ridiculous effects and all the HDR stuff and then slide into a bit more natural stuff and uh, 
yeah, started doing that and um, ended up taking some photos for one of my tutor's husband's practice when I was doing my part two and yeah, bits and bobs and yeah. There, yeah, fair enough. I, I'm going to bring up your work in a bit because, you know, it's a very visual topic, isn't it? And I'm just putting the link down below. If anyone's too excited and can't wait for it to bring it up on the, on the stream, then you can check out your photography below. But very interesting because, I mean, architectural photography is probably the sensible alternative career. Chris, I was a part two and I kind of fell into recruitment, right, which is for one way or another, maybe not an obvious choice into that. But I remember feeling like... Oh gosh, well maybe I do my part free. Okay, there's a value in this. But I'm not sure it's for me. Um, yeah. You know, was did you ever have that point where you know you're qualified, and then on one hand you you're working, you know, and you're doing a good job in architecture uh, as an architect, but you're thinking, I kind of like that photography. Wouldn't it be good to go in that direction? Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sort of through quite a lot of architecture, you sort of start it, and you think, oh fucking hell, like it's. Uh, <laughs> seven plus years that I'm going to be doing well or, or you know I could do I could do just the part one but then I've done part one yeah. so I might as well do part two done part two I'll just finish and do part three um yeah and it's it's where you draw the line and whether you yeah I, I really enjoy photography and uh I like I like concepts of architecture but sort of the day-to-day -day is quite a different thing to what you're expectations are when you start doing architecture yeah I, I think that was fair for me like I picked up a lot of valuable skills and I don't regret studying architecture for a second yeah. I just couldn't bring myself to be that person doing the technical drawings it just wasn't for me right so yeah. I could do it but I was just like Chris it was just like I don't know what I want to say, pulling thing, you know, fingernails or something. It was just like it was hard work, right? Whereas yeah. doing other stuff, it's a joy. You do natural. So, I mean, it's, I'm, I would imagine you got excited about all the architectural photography. Is that right? So while yeah, doing architecture. Right. Yeah, and, like, but for a few practices, I got to go and take a few photos, like just as instead of doing architecture work for like a day. And that was, yeah, yeah just like, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, fair enough. And I remember you saying that. Didn't you do like um, an in-house competition in an architecture practice you work at and smashed it out of the park? Is that right? Yeah, we. Uh, when I was at Flanning Lawrence, uh, my first practice in London, and um, they took us really nice. Uh, we went to Paris for like two or three days, and uh, we did a, a photo competition when we got back. Like everyone just pinned up their photos, like uh, like, like four or five each or something, and. Uh, voted for whoever won and I won first place and second place. And then by the time we got to third place, they didn't give me a prize because it was like, Oh, that. you, you, you were ridiculous. You were everywhere. Then you just won the whole thing. People were like, Oh, can't be bothered now. Chris has won everything. Fair enough. Well, it's a good sign, isn't it? Well, I'm going to bring up your website now, Chris, but just so anyone that's in the audience, because I've got a flu, if you want to ask, Hey, Chris, any questions? As long as they're not provocative or naughty, as long as it's like PG-13 and below, because LinkedIn's got some things, then Chris will answer your questions as well. And maybe you could talk about a few technical stuff as well. And I'll go on to that. And you touched upon mobile phones, which are getting better. But check this out. This is your website, so Chroma Photography. And 
it's not rubbish work. It's nice work, right? Sorry, I could have said that a bit better, but I'm ill, right? It's really nice stuff. So it's probably not the kind of thing that I could do straight away. So tell us, Chris, maybe, is there a project that you quite like talking about? I actually worked on Bark in Riverside um, yonks ago. Yeah, do you want to pick one? And then uh, we can just Um, chat about it. Oh, what should we go for? Uh... Whenever one. One, one, of, one of the new ones up at the top. Ooh, okay. Uh, this is quite nice. Should we do this one? Was that, yeah, go for it, yeah. Studio um, Edgar West. They did a nice project. <clears throat> wow. Okay, cool. So can I click? Here we go. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm controlling. Here we go. All right. So do you want to walk us through it a bit, Chris, and how you typically approach this kind of thing? Yeah. So, I mean, this one... Um, <clears throat> I was actually asked by two different companies uh, to take photos. So this is this shot is an amalgamation of a few different shoots over, I think, three different days. Uh, so like three half days. Nice. Um, for the developer called Eastwick and Sweetwater. This is a development in uh, East London, just, just by the Olympic Park, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and I was also asked for it by um, Studio Great West. Uh, to go and take some photos because they, they'd had quite a lot of work uh, on these buildings, but there's <coughs> about eight different architects involved, so I can't remember and list them all. Um, so yeah, just sort of knowing which which the buildings and which which the aspects that the individual practices want to want to show off and like what they're most proud of. So like getting an idea from them always helps with sort of framing like as a reference point rather than just sort of going in cold and you might spend a couple of hours on something that either they didn't do or that they were less pleased um. with. <clears throat> um, and sort of trying to trying to get as much life into into things as possible. Um, some of these, like some of the early ones really helped because uh, the schools came out uh, just before I took the photo. So it's nice, nicely populated and um, had a, yeah just like lovely like this this family i they walked through and then uh had a very brief chat with them and asking them about the area and they were saying that they really loved the development and uh it's just yeah just really nice nice style style of things to work with Um, yeah it reminds me chris of like you know years ago i used to do renders without people it's hard to get the context isn't it so I imagine actually some of the lessons, you know, from architecture feed into that. So it helps in what terms of what you do, right? Coming mm. from architecture to do architectural photography. I'm not saying you need that every awesome architectural no. photographer needs that, but surely it's been helpful, Chris, coming from that point of view, going into photography, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, there's actually a couple of a couple of architectural photographers that have, uh, I don't know about completed, but like studied architecture and um completed architecture uh become an architect uh and then gone into photography and yeah i think it it helps give you an eye for things and sort of learn about proportionality and also i guess subconsciously like have an idea of what the architect might want to show off in projects um you yeah you can hazard a guess even if it's not always uh, the exact right thing yeah yeah makes complete sense on the other hand though i signed uh, i i did architecture and i reckon crit 
I wouldn't be half as good as some of these pitchers there, right? So not everyone, I'm sure, can rock up with an iPhone or a new Samsung. And, okay, you're going to get one nice picture in once in a while, right? But yeah. in generally, there is a bit of an art behind it, isn't there? There's, you know, you talked about the framing, understanding the, the, the you know, the site, speaking to people, how, how they use it. In terms of tech, though, mm. is there like a huge barrier to entry, Chris? Like, do you, do you go all out and spend like thousands of pounds on like DSLRs and stuff? Okay. Or would you, did you, did you build up into that kind of stuff tech wise? Yeah, for sure. Build up. Um, like, yeah, for years, like I had like a, a nick on like a, I don't, yeah, no one's going to know too much probably about cameras. Uh, like, uh, there's like a full frame and a, and a crop frame. So it's, it's how, how big the sensor is. So like on a mobile phone, the sensor's maybe that big and on a crop one, it's maybe that big on SLR. It's the same size as a 35 mil, uh, film. <clears throat> so sort of, you want to be working up towards a full frame one, um, and then, yeah, there's kit that goes with it. Uh, it's like, uh, I think all the tilt shift lens that I use with this shot. So you, you want to keep the, the verticals parallel. So yeah. you sort of, you can twist a thing at the front. Once you've leveled everything, then you twist the thing at the front and it moves, it moves, the, uh, moves the sensor up essentially. Uh, so right. if you imagine this photo, so the top, uh, maybe half or so might be one photo, and then the bottom half is another photo. Ah. So three different photos that you then stitch together, or Photoshop helps you stitch together. And um, yeah. Do you know what? It reminded me, Chris, of one of my pet peeves, because I used to do a lot of rendering, especially in part one and part two. And uh, there's an architectural practice, which I respect, but I notice sometimes the straight lines are kind of a bit wonky, yeah. and, in, and, and I can't get past that. Right even though I don't do architecture anymore. Cause I'm like in real life, we don't see things that way. Do we, we see things as you say, yeah. in, in certain perspectives and stuff. So it's good to know that you, you thought about all that stuff, but it does sound quite technically challenging for starting off. So for, if you were giving any advice to anyone, do you ease into it then Chris, and then build up that all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I get, yeah. It's sort of like, even the camera that I use now is, it's like a, 600 pound camera uh like a used camera it's not a. you don't need to go for the three thousand pound yeah expensive um ones to start with uh yeah just sort of go with what you've got and then try to try to master each bit of kit as you build which yeah i'm still i'm still doing like i bought a gimbal uh a couple of months ago so like trying to do some video work with that like trying to learn the skills that go along with that um yeah, and earlier in the year, I bought uh, my first drone. Uh, oh, so yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Mastering, mastering the little bits at a time. Um, yeah. You've got to get that drone license and stuff, is it? Is that right? Have you got to get one? Uh, I You don't for the very smallest one. They're actually uh, trying to uh, do a shoot in the Olympic Park, and they won't allow it unless you have the license, which oh, okay. you need to study for, and it costs like a grand to do the exam. And, yeah, uh, but yeah, for the lightest one, you you need to make sure you get all permissions, which is uh, another conversation. Um, but yeah, you can you can just sort of do the online like quick checks and make sure that you're adhering to the rules and go for it. 
Very good. I mean, I'm quite impressed with it. We'll click up a few videos in the sec as well, because why not, right? Everyone loves okay. a video, and we'll put that... Nice drone reel at the bottom as well. Look at this fancy little page, Ooh. huh? I was worried that it was gone wrong on my screen for a second, but it looks amazing. All right, let me click this. So so do me a favor, Chris, because because we're, we're on live. Don't copyright infringe me when this goes on YouTube, yeah? I promise I'm not stealing your videos. I'll put this in the background and see if I can um, full screen it. There we go. Very cool. This is you, right? This is me. Uh, yeah, this, so is this with a drone doing that, yeah, sideways? Yeah, some some different bits. Like obviously, this isn't a drone, and uh, I wasn't allowed to drone on the on uh, the yeah. platform just in case. Uh, TFL, that, yeah. You're yeah, saying there in the last thing was the tilt shift moving it up. So, like I was saying about being able to, and then yeah, this is the drone again. Oh, that looks amazing. Verdus, that's pretty cool. It's a nice nice station. It'd be lovely when uh, when all the landscaping behind it's done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I visited the site years ago, Chris, and it's nice, but it is in the middle of nowhere. They're making something out of nothing, right? And, and I got a uh, the ferry there, which is very cool. Yeah, but it was literally just the ferry, wasn't it? Before they rocked up with this, so it was a bit yeah. like on the <laughs> on on the on the outskirts. I like it though; it looks really cool. I'm I'm just impressed. What I was going to ask you, Chris, while we play some of these videos in the background is. So, you know, when you were starting out, right? So once you made the decision that I want to keep pushing on with architectural photography, mm. I'm guessing with all businesses, and you tell me if it's no different with this, there's a bit of a hustle at the start to get context, right? So was it partly organic that you'd put out pictures, Chris, and then architectural practices would come to you? Or was it also you going, hey, I've got, I'm doing this as well, and here's some of my work. Let me know if you need anything. How did you get that work coming through the door? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the latter. Like, I've got a, <laughs> a spreadsheet with, like, four or 500 practices. And, yeah, yeah, just trying to have a legible thing that I can look through and see, you know, when I've contacted this place, who the person's contact is, yeah. what, what I should do next, when I should next do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I started, I went down last summer to... Uh, four days a week of architecture and one day of photography to try and slowly build up. But it, it's really difficult to run a business from one day a week. Yeah, very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, well, you've done a good, you've done an absolute good job on it. Oh, tempted to click grandma's house for a bit of, bit of variety. How's grandma? Is this your grandma's house? This is my grandma. Oh, uh, got to yeah, get so, that on. And that's my dog that sat next to me. Brilliant! Oh, your dog's with you now. What's her, what's his or his name? Uh, Poppy. She's, Poppy's uh, being good. She's feeling a bit sorry for herself. I think. <laughs> Bless Poppy. She is not um, interrupting the live stream at all, is she? <laughs> Fair play. Very quiet. Oh, basically. Unless if someone goes to the door, then she won't be quiet. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, my dog similar. Uh, brilliant. So we've got different variety of scales and stuff, right? Well, that's part of the fun, yeah. right? It's not just one <coughs> typology or anything that you can do in terms of photography. So this probably is pretty close to home, this video that you've done, isn't it? Because it's your passion. Yeah, it's but it's, really pr nice. it's, it's probably quite personal, actually, as well, isn't it? Mm. it's, yeah, it's lovely to like to have a skill that I'm learning and to be able to to do something that yeah my, my gran really enjoyed it and it's nice to 
nice to have documentation in like a it probably sounds a bit weird uh yeah like her her talking about her house and um yeah where she used to live with uh, my granddad when he was live and yeah it's just a nice thing and getting to film the little details of that which you don't don't maybe get the time to do or the opportunity on like bigger projects and uh yeah just some nice personal aspects of it which i think is quite a nice thing and i'd like to do more of um I think a couple of practices do it, sort of a kind of post-occupancy, either photography or video. Uh, so like once mm. buildings are established and people are living in them, to sort of get an idea of how, how the space is <laughs> being used and how they work for the people that they design it to. And I think it it gives them something for social media, which is always good, but also for, I imagine that invariably most of the things are going to be positive, but then... Yeah hopefully from the things that don't quite work exactly as they planned it to, then they can learn something as well and bring that onto the projects going forward. Yeah. 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 Makes, makes complete sense. I'm, and I'm also enjoying the scale here. So we're talking about infrastructure, parking stations, grandmother's house, and a few other things as well is maybe we'll get one more up student accommodation, right? Well, it looks a lot nicer than the one I stated years ago, but let's have a look at this one as well. Yeah, Manchester balls were not great. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. You see, you go to Manchester, so, so I went to Manchester for my part too. But by then, you're living in houses. You know what I mean? Fair play. Well, this one looks nice. Western Williamson, huh? Do you want to tell us the journey about this one briefly, Chris? Um, yeah. So I mean, it was quite a brief one. This was just um, they asked me to take some photos, uh, and so I was doing that just over a morning, and then um, while I was doing that. Uh, want to take some video as well just to yeah broaden my horizons and uh and see if they see how they like those um so it's fairly fairly similar shots photo to video but just like with a few more lingering things and uh a couple of bits of motion it's yeah it's a journey to try to see what what works best for each for each thing so you don't want to be yeah. trying to too much movement to detract from the the actual architecture and what's going on yeah fair enough i mean it's very interesting and just for our audio listeners here you can check out all the videos and photography on chris's website which is chromaphotography.co.uk and we will plug that in as well at the end just remind me chris before i forget as well so yeah, I mean, I quite enjoy it. I think it's very interesting. Uh, now, I've got a bit of um, a crazy question, right? And I'll tell you the, where it comes from. So this week, I've, I'm doing something with LinkedIn where I'm talking about architecture careers in the metaverse, okay? And okay. A, a lot of what you've done now, and I mean, you've done a lot in the, in the short period of time that you've done. You win the awards and stuff. These are buildings and photography, in our real built environment, which is really, really important. Have you thought about as well, opportunities to record videos and photography for architecture in the metaverse? Do you think there is something there? Do you think that's something you haven't even thought of yet? Or do you think, nah, it's not going to take off? Have you any insight on that, Chris? I'd love. I have not been into the metaverse. I, I don't, fully <laughs> comprehend all of it i saw i saw some things like uh, a few months ago i saw national geographic doing a video from inside the metaverse which i feel is at odds with national geographic really um mm. 
I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'd certainly be willing for it if someone wanted to get me to take some digital videos inside, digital photos inside the metaverse. Um, I don't know what form that would take, really. I, I saw you mention something about the metaverse, and I thought that you were going to talk about sort of exhibiting things in the metaverse because that yeah, was... well, maybe it's talk because there are like there are a few apps and spatial and a few things where there are virtual galleries online, Chris. So that's yes. a good way to look at it as well. So maybe tell us about that then. What you know about it? Uh, I've I've attended a few during uh, during COVID because obviously everything was just off the table and no no meetings in person. So uh, I think it was maybe. Um, it was at Mass Collective uh, a Photography Group. Um, they organised like a virtual gallery, and I, I couldn't tell you who where it was hosted or anything. But yeah, it was like a gallery space and photos up on the wall, and then you each had a little <laughs> avatar that you could walk around and uh, like listen to and watch the videos in a little screen as we're doing now. Um, which sort of move your little man around and. Uh, yeah, explore the you, space. Yeah, I've was, got one. Of, I've got one of them that I'm building up at the moment for the next week or two. Right now, it's hmm. empty. So maybe Chris, if, with your permission, we can get one or two cool, you know, images or something like that from you. I'll put them on the wall, and it will link back to your website. Would that be all right to fill my empty gallery? Uh, absolutely would. Yeah. Yes. And a commitment life now, so we can't go back, Chris. But I'll do it tastefully. I won't say it's mine or something. Promise. So. Uh, very um, interesting. So right yeah. now you think it's more about exhibiting work in the metaverse rather than taking pictures of the metaverse. It is not my uh, subject of expertise. Uh, I mean, I I guess I I, uh, I don't understand the whole thing, and I don't know, you know, yeah, like yeah. The, uh, what is it? All the chimps that people were buying the NFTs and things. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it, whether or not they whether they hold any intrinsic value. Like I think architecture and houses and things have been bought and sold in the metaverse, but it's whether there's a long-term appetite for it, I guess, and what the, what the end goal is. Mm, yeah. It's um, well also, cause I think um, the NFTs, you mentioned it, I started playing around with NFTs, haven't really gone as far as I'd like with it, Chris. I do see some photographers releasing pieces of work as NFTs. A lot of it tends to be more digital art, you know? So like Elon Musk on the back of like a Dogecoin will go for a few hundred thousand dollars, you know? But I, I think also, as you say, it's kind of a bit flooded at the moment. Everyone's trying to get out that picture on their hard drive from ages ago and mm. list it for a hundred dollars and no one's buying it. So it, it's all about that significance as well. So who knows where it will be going, but maybe bringing it back to, um, if as it were, or the built environment, what do you see as the trends, Chris, in terms of demand? Do you think that a lot of what you're doing now, is there a huge appetite for the videos? Uh, like, Cause I noticed websites are becoming much more video orientated. Mm. So you've got the photography, but do you predict more and more architecture practices, clients, developers are interested in, in video format then Chris? Uh, it seems to be the case that they're quite interested in it. Um, yeah, hopefully that continue to be the case going forward. I, at the moment, I still really enjoy the photography side of things. That's, 
yeah uh i guess what i'm most experienced in and uh most confident in but <laughs> I, i'm definitely interested in the video side of things which i think yeah i think places have a growing appetite for and also the place that i'm talking to at the moment they seem to also align with um with my views that as much as possible like having the human side of things like even just in this picture like trying to capture the cyclist going past just to add a bit of yeah a bit of life and animation to to what's otherwise a nice building but without people in anything then it's well without people in architecture a bit they're sort of meaningless aren't they there's just a sculpture i guess without it yeah yeah fair dues do you have to then sometimes wait patiently in the side of the roads in the rain or whatever mm. or noise or whatever happens to get the perfect shot and maybe a bus comes in front and you're like oh god and all that stuff you do but then you can also uh cheat a little bit so like if if in this photo ah. if a bus did come past and so if a bus was in the left hand side of the photo at the same time as a cyclist you could then take one afterwards and then ah. stitch two of them out or like kind of brush out what you don't want. And so you ah. can you can have a photo, you could have the same photo with 30 <coughs> people in if you waited long enough and took 30 photos and then just brushed in the different bits. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. You just got to make sure you don't move the camera on the tripod, right? Otherwise, yeah. otherwise that whole Photoshop stitching will turn yeah. into a, a blooming nightmare, right? And try not to get them all in. If you if you took them all when there's, they're walking past the same bit of the building, then you just have. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a you have a trail going across. I tell you what. On that note, I, I noticed Adobe Photoshop have released quite a lot of tools. So years ago, Chris, when I was part of one, I used to get the smudge brush out, and I would try to airbrush out certain things like you're talking about, and mm. you kind of did a half-ass job. You could see that aspect. And what you talked about makes a lot of sense. But I've seen the next step now of um, Adobe Photoshop releasing these crazy AI things which can predict what is behind mm. with sometimes really convincing results if you have that one picture. What's your thoughts on, at the moment, everyone freaking out in about AI pictures? You know, mm. I'm, I know it's not all of what your area but in especially in the creative space where people are doing digital art they're kind of freaking out with all this ai computer generative photography what's your thoughts um i suppose it depends where where you specialize um and how how faithful you want to be to what's actually there um yeah like i don't know if you want to go back to uh back to the barking riverside uh, photos <clears throat> so I, I attended the the site um the day before the <coughs> opening of the station yeah uh, where are we? Uh, ba, ba, ba. here we go yeah, we got go. it uh so there is a photo if you go down 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 uh yeah that one on the top right there this one yeah, yeah. so i had to spend about an hour or so Photoshopping, if you look carefully just by the railings, you can see there's one or two blue cones just where at the top of the stairs. Blue cones here. Yeah. Okay. So there were about 30 of those going down each side of the platform. 
Oh, crikey. I wouldn't have known unless you pointed it out. You've got yeah. to look really... Um, there was a like a tall, not a lectern, but like a similar sort of thing at the top, uh, at the right-hand side of the stairs as well. So things like this, Photoshop might be very clever, but it's not clever enough to know yet what what you want to... It, it doesn't quite always know where to take pictures, where to take bits of the picture, especially on quite busy things like this. It's like yeah. it would have, I think it might have got one or two bits of where it would have left quite a terrible mess if, if you just had it, get, get rid of these. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of it, I think, while in theory, architectural photography is open to everyone, it is a lot of work. There's no way around it. I think you've got to have a passion for it. But yeah. also it helps to have an eye. I mean, I'm sure you can build upon that over time, right? But mm. <coughs> stuff like you're saying now, about knowing what to expect from the picture, what to remove and all this stuff, does that take a bit of time, Chris, to practice like a bit like an art form? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you're, uh, I think the best thing about any job that you like is that you're learning all the time and developing. Um, so I think I'm still you know, very early stages relative. Uh, hopefully got many years of doing this to come. Um, and there's, there's, I think, a constant debate in honesty, honesty of uh, like how your photography is. Like some people will, will spend a few hours on each photo, like editing out anything that doesn't look completely pleasing. So like get rid of you know, all bins, all signage that they don't want, all fire alarms, all light switches, uh, and it's sort of how far you go with with things like that. I I tend to quite like a, quite an honest photo as much as you can, with, with the exception of things like this, which the cones don't add anything to it, and they won't be. They're not a, a constant presence uh, that's intended to be how the building's going to be used. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's a choice and with each photo you take, you get to choose what you do and don't show. And so, yeah, there's elements of how much truth you want to show and uh, what you want to highlight, which which you hopefully work in collaboration with the architect to decide what, what that is. Yeah, makes complete sense. I, we've got um, a statement that's come in which says hello. So, hello. Um Probably the last chance saloon. If anyone's got um, a question for Chris, do it now. Um, what I was going to say, Chris, last question from me, and then maybe you can ping me one or two questions if you've got any for me. But so if anyone's listening to this and they thought, hmm, I fancied doing a bit of this, or, well, some of what Chris says resonates to me, where should people begin, Chris? After all your experience, you've done a hundred mistakes. You've learned a hundred lessons. You've done things the right way. You've maybe sent a few emails that no one's replied to. I mean, I definitely have. I mean, where would you begin in the journey if anyone's interested in architectural photography? Um, yeah, I, I guess it depends where they're starting from. Uh, get to know your camera well. Um, get a good tripod. Get a, an SLR if you can and uh, a... Uh, like a, a fixed lens, so like not a zoom lens, and then the glass is normally a bit better. Um, yeah, just get experimenting, and I think uh, it's it's hard in London to 
to find spots where you can go out and practice with a tripod and everything, but uh, wherever you can, go and have a go. Um, beg and ask for permission for, for going to places. Like I've got some photos on there from um, from London Bridge Station that I wasn't commissioned to go to. I just asked them if I could go and spent a day doing that last year. Um, it's just, yeah, all about practice and, uh, yeah, spend a lot of time in Photoshop and things like that. Which, yeah, I think that studying architecture really helped with that because you're already quite au fait with all that stuff. Yeah, makes um, sense. Well, good good advice there. Chris, before, well, that's really useful. I'm going to bring up your website again now. But while we're here, I always find it's fair to throw the questions the other way around, right? It's not just a one-way thing. Do you have any questions for me, Chris? That uh, you pick my brains on at all? Could be anything. Doesn't need to be just photography. Um, caught me off guard. Yeah, that's why I try to do. Otherwise, they get fully loaded. Yeah. Um, so, are you working in marketing uh, as well, or is it just? Um, just sort of recruitment at the moment and you're doing various bits with different uh, websites and platforms. It's like uh, one, which I embarrassingly can't remember the name of, which oh, uh, architecture uh, social. There you go. You know, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I still do recruit recruitments at the core of it, but then I'm like you, I, I didn't want to do architecture. I like recruitment, but you can never get rid of the architecture brain. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I look at the same way that you talk about architectural photography, solving problems to get the best result. I see recruitment in that or people not getting jobs or all this kind of stuff. So part of what I do is an online directory. Ah, and actually where it's relevant with you is that not just jobs are listed on there, Chris, I'd love people to put their projects on there so we can build like a massive directory of our architecture um, projects, which involves if you want higher clicks, good photography right you need it so i think that it's a combination of just evolving and seeing where the formula goes um but i have to try to rein myself in because otherwise i spread myself too too mm. thick too thin everywhere so the architecture social evolves as it goes um does that make sense it does yeah all? um yeah are you um have you found any good uh, sort of networking events and things help with your work throughout London and architecture? Um, networking events, you can get good ones and, and sometimes they can just be like awful crappy sandwiches on the table. You know what I mean? They can be pretty, pretty, pretty poor. So there, there are some, uh, I will, oh, I will actually, if you want to skip, anyone in the audience with the sky from work i will be at london build expo and um, this month and i'm doing one or two uh stages and talks and networking events so i will be trying to do one in three weeks time but i've never done one before chris so i don't know so it could be a good laugh it could be me with just a few beers don't worry it won't be just sandwiches it'd be beers i'll be giving away free beers but who knows so i think it's always good to go to networking events um but you just don't know if they're good or not i think a lot of the good events i see as well are normally around a topic so like grasshopper the enthusiastic would meet up um it would make sense to me 
if it isn't already for architectural technology and uh, architectural architectural photography enthusiasts to meet up or, or normally mm. I find that good networking sometimes comes out of competitions you know so for example yeah. an obvious one is then the RABA Sterling Prize Awards you know you go to that you meet people yada 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 because I, I do think it's not just about what you know it's who you know in life um, but like, like now I know more people, but the thing is, Chris, I'm exactly like you. The architecture social, no one went to that domain when it started. It's like, oh, I've got another domain, all this stuff. It takes yeah. time. You've got to build up trust. You've got to build up rapport. Um, you know, maybe you just got to kind of get people through the door. And, and I'm sure, and that's why even though I don't do architectural photography, there's a common theme I see in terms of businesses and effectively what you do is a business. I know it's your profession, but you know, you've got your website, Chroma Photography is a business as well. And with that, it's a lot of business development, which is a posh word for trying to call people to get them to blumming use you for mm-hmm. work. Right. Yeah. And, and what normally happens and you tell me something different, most people, they, you imagine that people are going to shout at you and stuff. It doesn't happen like that. Normally you either don't hear a reply or people go, Oh, maybe the thing is I use someone else. I use click, click Jeff or whatever. I know that's not his name, but you know what I mean? So then you have to build up trust and rapport and all this stuff to get in through the door. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't change really whatever business you are. Probably though, as an architectural photographer, you get an easier time than a recruitment consultant, which generally the response is when you ring up Chris, like, ah, not another one. Next. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. It's still, yeah, it's hard going at the start, but uh, yeah, hopefully, as you say, like building rapport and building a reputation become easier over the next few years. There we go. Well, we've had an easy ride here. We haven't had many questions, but if you were watching this or you're watching the replay on YouTube or LinkedIn or wherever it is, and you thought, I'd like to drop Chris a message. I've got a burning question. Chris, where is the best way people can find you? Um, so I've got an email address that's that's listed on my website to make it nice and easy to, uh, rather than spelling it out here. Very good. All right. Awesome. So you can go up to contact. You can ask Chris any questions that you have. Perfect. All right, Chris, if it's cool with you, I'm going to end the live stream now. Thank you so much for everyone that tuned in and watched the replay. I'll be back with some more content next week. But in the short term, do check out Chris's work on his website, which is www.chromaphotography.com. Com because they're pretty damn good and they're you really need dead. to check out all those images especially if chris you photoshop for ages on them right you know yeah. don't let them go to waste thank you so much chris you thank legend you i will end this year cheers thank dude you. have a good day